Hi, Danielle. Hi, Mel. How are you doing? I'm doing really fantastic. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad, actually. And I'm uh, interested in the game. We're continuing with our moon series and yes. it looks like we're going to cover the full moon and what that means for us moving into um, middle of December. Right. So, of course, the full moon is slightly different for every you know, region that you reside in. So overall, the full moon is in the December, is December 18th, but like with any moon energy, new moon and full moon energy, it can last up to three days. And so, you know, think of the day before and the day after as your most potent days of this full moon energy. So this full moon is in my biased favorite sign, Gemini. <laughs> and I um, am really excited about this full moon because not only are, is this the last full moon of the year of this 2021, it's also um, going to be a full moon um, that really takes advantage of everything that you've learned through your communication, your business and things like that for the last six, seven months that you've done, um, that you've worked through this. So the full moon, this full moon is considered the cold moon. And as you had pointed out, this is from native American cultures, and this is just traditional, um, for obviously the cold moon, it's cold. It's December. It's cold moon. Uh, there's also a different way of looking at it. It's called the pagans follow, and it's called the morning moon. And that's, you know, M O U R N I N G morning. So the reason they called that the morning moon, is a time of cleansing by stopping bad habits to make one stronger, to service the cold winter months ahead. Um, you know, this full moon again is in Gemini. So it's time to wrap up your professional projects. What have you been working on for the last six months? What were the goals that you set for yourself at the beginning of January in your professional life? What were the intentions that you made in June on the new moon that you can now look back and see the progress of, you know, a lot of the, the, you know, the beauty of Gemini is that it is an air sign and it's a communicative sign. So what has your communication style been over the past year? Have you taken note of the things that have worked for you, the things that haven't worked for you? Um, Gemini's are known to be sociable. Uh, they're dual in nature. And by that, I mean, we are, if you were to use the tarot cards, we'd be considered the lovers. So, uh, or the yin yang of the group. So we are mm -hmm. both light and dark. It's a duality that Gemini's walk in and, and the goal of a Gemini or inside of Gemini um, season is to find the balance between both the light and the dark and walk it like it's a tightrope. And so, um, Gemini's are under a mutable sign, which means that it's a very flexible sign. We can see both sides of the story. Uh, you know, the, the devil's advocate typically comes to mind when I think of the Gemini, although they might agree with you fully, they're going to take on the other side just to see if you understand yourself as fully. And, um, Mercury is the ruler of Gemini. So it's all about communication and are we getting what we need to say across think throat chakra. If you have a blocked throat chakra, you might sit in silence when you need to speak up. If you have an overactive throat chakra, you might speak up when it's not your turn, or maybe you're saying, you know, you're, you're the 
when we think of the dark side of the Zodiac, the dark side of Gemini, maybe you're too gossipy. Maybe you're spreading rumors that don't need to be spread. Perhaps you're telling secrets that you should have kept between you and that person. And so this is a really good time to think about that, that communication style that you're following. Are you telling everybody's business or are you telling nothing? And there's a, 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 there's a line in between that. There's a balance in between that. And how have you been doing within your communication style? I will say that this full moon being under the side of Gemini is going to be full of thoughts. You're, and this is part of, a, you know, I really would recommend looking into our other uh, podcasts. We, we've had a lot of discussion about how we, you can master your thought process, mm -hmm. how you can accept the thoughts for what they are and allow them to pass freely through the way you do um, inside of meditation or mm -hmm. when you're feeling into an emotion, um, especially if you are an air sign, that is the sign that's going to have a lot of the, the thought patterns that are never ending. They are not going to cease. And so you are responsible for mastering those things. Um, you were going to be feeling a lot more uh, scattered, I guess would be the way to put it. You know, um, when your mind is full of chatter, it's hard to be focused it's hard to have a plan and stick to it because you're working in what I call distractions. You're, you're not working towards the goals that you've set for yourself. You're not working towards the things that need to be worked on because you're too busy being distracted by the thoughts of things that don't matter per se. And I'm not saying that the things that are heavy on your mind don't matter, but I am saying that sometimes the thoughts that we, the thought processes we have are purely destructive and distraction. And we are, uh, this full moon's kind of a culmination of those things. And so if you've been doing a lot of work on your thoughts over the past six months, you're going to be seeing that transition really clearly. Obviously the full moon has a tendency to bring the old stuff up for the final clearing. So don't be worried if you start falling back into older patterns in your thought processes, this is part of purification. This is part of cleansing. I'm, I'm literally going through a cleanse myself through feelings. I am, I'm an, up in, you know, bringing up old feelings and allowing them to wash over me and realize that over the last, however long I've done all of this work to, um, not let them rule me. And, and just acknowledge that I have a right to feel how I feel and breathing into that. And let's see how it feels when I breathe this into my heart space. This is the same thing when you do it with your mind and your thoughts, if you start to feel scattered, breathe into your heart space, allow the thoughts to rest, allow the thoughts to, to come to its point, because if we're just wandering and chasing our tail with the thought, it's not going to get you anywhere. And we can, and in the middle of your thought, the moment you recognize that this is a thought pattern and I am circling the drain on this thought pattern, you can stop it. You are the master of your mm -hmm. thoughts. You are the master of that realm. That is the realm that we can easily master if we put our mind to it because it is the ruler of the mind. Um, you know, we're bringing up, uh, this full moon is going to be about our past. So think karma, think about, um, what have you been paying into? Have you been paying, have you been feeding the white wolf or you've been feeding the shadow wolf? And if you're, you're going to start really start, you're going to have this full 
illumination as a full moon does the full illumination of what thoughts you've been feeding what actions you've been feeding and is it creating more karma for you or is it allowing you to walk into more of a dharma existence and a more of a expression of freedom and not an expression because you're at your wits end um I think, you know, one of the things, do you remember what you did in June, what your intentions were in the month of June? We were right outside of tourist season at that point or still in tourist yeah, so season. I remember thinking about the projects that I'm involved with and giving it, um, planning for the next three months in terms of they were just starting to get stabilized. And I'd, I'd visualized that by end of September, they'd be a lot more stable because we'd got the staff, we'd create the program, worked all the paperwork out, um, put all the practicalities in place, built the relationships, worked on the communication, ironed out even more of the issues. And so the stabilization actually started to occur where now we're in the process of reviewing and thinking yes. about what is it we've noticed. Yeah. See, so that's just perfect alignment with yeah. you know what the intentions were that you set on the new moon in June. And you're able to watch your manifestations start to come into play and to see where they're landing and have that opportunity to, to do almost a, a review again, we're at yes. the end of the year. Let's do the year in review. What was working for me? What yeah. maybe did I allow myself to fall into a pattern of what can I do differently that maybe I didn't like the result of how can I step into this in, in a new way? Um, you know, am I communicating effectively? Am I communicating at all? And, you know, these are all very important questions, you know, um, I will say that over the past six months, I've really learned how to listen to myself and to others. You know, I, um, had this habit as you know, one does of, uh, not listening to another person. And a lot of that's conditioning. I'm, I'm not here to put a lot of shame on myself in that department because it was the people I was surrounding myself with for a long time that of course I didn't want their opinion. So I stopped listening, but then I meet people like you and I recognize the conditioning I had and that I was almost getting defensive in my listening pattern, as opposed to relaxing in and knowing that you're coming from a good space. And if I wanted to learn from anybody, it would be you. And so it's been very interesting over the last six months, kind of seeing how I've been ineffective in some arenas of communication and how I've been become really effective in other arenas of communication and kind of adjusting as I go and being able to look over this past six months to a year and be very proud of the work that I've done. Now, never fear anybody that hasn't been putting in the effort. It's never too late to start. We are at the end of a cycle. We are at the end of a year long cycle come January, you know, December 31st into January 1st. And so that is, you know, right now we're just closing up patterns. Now is the perfect time for us to recognize, Hey, maybe this wasn't working out for me. And instead of shaming or beating ourselves up about it, or just getting into that endless cycle of self-talk that might not be positive, we can now say, well, I have new goals that I'm going to set now because I'm recognizing where these certain things in my life didn't work for me. And maybe if I make these changes, I'll see different results. So don't fear if you've not been doing the work over the past six months to a year, because obviously this cycle repeats itself every year. It's mm -hmm. part of the grand plan and you have 
ample opportunity to take take it upon yourself to to improve in whatever arenas that you would like. And since we're focusing on communication, obviously I'll, I'm talking communication. So if you find yourself not speaking up, there's plenty of uh, ways to clear your throat chakra. And, and that includes, you know, telling people to F off, you know, that's part of clearing. Sometimes it's what we have to do. And, you know, there's, you know, of course we're going to be in the themes of communication. We're going to be in yin yang energy. So there's going to be this light and this dark about our thought process. And it could, I mean, like we could really polarize in these, right. You know, you're talking a dual sign and a dual moon and it's full illumination. You might at one point think everything's great. Everything couldn't be better. I am just so in love with my life. And then the slightest mishap and you're like, everything is the worst. I literally can't deal right now. I don't want to be a part of it. Acknowledge that this is going to be part of this full moon mm. and to be okay with you really stepping into hitting the boundary points on both sides of this. You know, you can, I imagine it as a star and you hit the boundary points of the star, or you can even imagine it as something cuter, like a wrestling ring and you've hit, you know, you know, the, what are those things called that come across the, uh, the, the, the ring choirs or yeah, whatever those yeah. are. Yeah. And you know, it's like you, you know, think WWE wrestling and somebody pushes you yeah. against that and they bounce into it and, and it stretches, but it comes back. Right. So you're just kind of stretching what your comfort zone is. You're stretching what the light and the dark looks like. You're opening your mind, if you will, to the wholeness that is within you that, and we're not here. You're not here to judge that whole you're not here to judge that thought pattern. You're here to witness that thought pattern. And it's okay if it gets really skewed to the dark side and it's okay if it gets really skewed to the light side, just know that this is part of this full moon and what we're walking into. Yeah. And the way to sort of apply some of the um, tools and techniques that are available for that, there's, there's an exercise we used to do with school teachers and what you can do, you can, if you're doing it on your own or you could do it with somebody else, you put your phone on timer for a minute and you get a pen, a bit like the, you know, the, the colour pens and a piece of paper. And every time you have a thought, every time it's a negative thought, you put a dot on the piece of paper. And when the minute is finished, you count how many dots. Now, when I've done this with... Um, uh, different professionals you might have say 40 dots 60 dots if you've been practicing meditation and mindfulness for for a while it may well be that you've got 10 or 15 so if we'd have just done that what you then do is you get your pen out and your calculator if it's it's harder to add up so say you've done 20 okay you times 20 um 20 in one minute yeah and okay. then you times 20 by 60 Oh, so that would be 1200 thoughts. Yeah. In one yeah. hour. Yeah. And then you times okay. 1200 by 24. And what did we come up with? Are you asking me to math? Oh, <laughs> I, I thought you were on your phone. Now to no, I'm writing it down on a piece of paper. I'll grab that calculator. Look, this is not my, are you asking me about math? Math? <laughs> it's a uh, 28,800. How many? 28,800. Right. So we took the 20 thoughts 
that you had in that one minute. And if they were the negative ones, uh-huh. you could even do the exercise again where you put a dot on one side of the paper for the negative and a dot on the other side for the positive thoughts. And the chances are most of them were negative. If you then look at, okay, we're not awake 24 hours a day. So we could split that into 12. If we said 12 hours of the day, we've got 12,400 thoughts going through our head and a high proportion of those are negative. Now, it doesn't take long uh, once you start having a series of thoughts to start eliciting the stress response in the body. And as we've said in many of the um, podcasts that we've done, is the brain can't really tell the difference between fact and fiction, whether it's actually happening in the here and now, because the moment you start to have those thoughts. So if you've met somebody recently and you're going over a conversation you've had and it's upsetting and like you say those feelings are going to come up for you that you're looking at is if you have lots of negative thoughts about that what you're doing is constantly arousing your body and releasing the stress chemicals so part of the review process is to be aware of what the thoughts are and then be aware of how many of those you have and then ask yourself whether or not having that many thoughts about anything is productive because if you're arousing uh anxiety and stress chemicals what that does it floods your system now you can do it for short bursts of time like you can experience stress for short bursts of time but prolonging that will will bring you if you had a line here and that was neutral it would bring you further down the bottom of the line in the feelings of low mood depression anxiety rather than lifting you up if you did the opposite and you and sometimes we have to force ourselves to think you know this is going well I feel good about this this person is a nice person and you have you train different thoughts you are now releasing different chemicals in the system and you can start to feel things like peace and joy and excitement and it's an interesting exercise to do with people because the most everyday person some people who start to experience some serious issues with their mental health and well-being and anxiety and depression will if you have a have them do this exercise and they look at the thoughts that go through their head you can see that this high proportion of them that are in the negative zone and that they're constantly eliciting these feelings now the body can process and it can only deal with feelings for a certain amount of time before your brain has to pack you know to stop and either you go to sleep or you have to withdraw to replenish and you were talking about how we replenish and how we uh work on clearing and cleansing our systems so one of the best things to do is start thinking about if you are a cerebral person you have lots of thoughts going through your head try that exercise to see what happens and start to keep a journal and a log of that because a lot of those thoughts are old thoughts of a persona that doesn't necessarily fit you anymore or interfering in any of the growth spurts that you could be having and then you can take it one step further and you can apply what's called the cbt model and the cbt is around thought feeling and behavior so you could for example walk down the street and see a neighbor that you talk to on a regular uh, occasion and that neighbor doesn't respond to you as you say hello and they might ignore you and your first thought could be what have i done they've ignored me and your next thought, your feeling could be anger or disappointment. And then your behavior, because our thoughts and feelings then exhibit through our body language, 
could be of being angry and tightening up and getting stressed and then carrying that with you and carrying that with you into your setting into your home environment and and all of these ideas about what that was about not realizing that they may wear glasses and they didn't have their glasses on that day or they they are really worried and they've got um you know they've just had a letter with a big bill or they're worried about losing their house or their partner's losing their job or they're just in a hurry things. and didn't have time to stop and say didn't Hi. have time to stop yeah, yeah. and it, it's not their responsibility to ensure our comfort and and so yeah you are right actually this is literally the reason why i'm in, like well, one of many that I'm so in love with you, you, you have these great ideas and, or you, you know, you know, all of this information, because if I had that information of when I sat at the beginning of my experience of really trying to grow and mature and, and just have, you know, more depth to myself. Um, and I sat there and marked every poor, you know, negative thought I had for one minute, it would have been wildly different than what it is now. And so that's actually like, it's brilliant. And you are right. The CBT is, is, it's a, you know, how am I thinking? How am I feeling? You know, what am I doing in the next step? It's the, What's you know, the very result? important. There's always yeah. a cycle. Yeah. The CBT cycle is what am I thinking? And what thoughts does that evoke? And often the thoughts evoked are thoughts that are linked with early memories, because if you've been uh, rejected or ignored or devalued or minimized, at any point in your life, when you have that experience with that person in the present, it can elicit triggers uh, of responses that actually don't belong in the present because right. we can't interpret what that interaction was about, but we will go into those spaces. Yeah. And it sounds like what you're saying is the, the moon is going to illuminate potentially yes. all of these different things that from your past experience yeah. in, a, but, in a really strong way. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those, it, think of mercury retrograde and everybody kind of talks about it, it, you know, like, oh, communication is off and now is not the time to bring to a person the ways they need to, you know, that things you're noticing about them. Um, it's kind of that same, just directed inward. And we're starting to really see how our past is paying attention, you know, how our past pays attention to our future and our future mm. should not be paying attention to our past and how we're bringing this um, interaction into from the past into our present day conversation into our present day uh, interaction or lack of interaction and this goes back to that throat chakra is your throat chakra cleared you know maybe he that person didn't say hi to you make sure that you still say hi. Anyways, we are still practicing kindness and don't allow the, um, ineffective thought patterns that we have, or these, um, these, these past traumas or, you know, past thought patterns to affect how we'd feel about that person in that moment, because even though it can be a fleeting thought and that's okay too, we can have the thought pattern. Hey, I wonder what's going on with that person. Is it me? Uh, you know, allow yourself the space to think the thought, but also allow yourself the space to think a better thought. You know, it's okay for us to have the negative thought, but we're also in return. Yeah. If you're wanting to create new 
highways in your brain, new neural pathways, you have to allow the old pathway to say, okay, yeah, I'm here still, but then make the decision, make the choice, the active choice that I'm still not going to take that road. I'm going to take this new road and this new road might be bumpy, but this new road is more self-satisfying. It says things like, well, that person's probably having a bad day and it's none of my business. So tomorrow when I see them, I'm still going to wave and say hello and just allow that thought just to, to, to cease to end. We're not feeding that shadow wolf. We're feeding the light wolf, you know, and that's kind of, you know, what I'm hearing whenever you're talking about using, you know, that as the, the metaphor for, for what we're about to illuminate in this full moon, you know, we're bringing up the notions Uh, we have in mind versus what we truly want to see happen. Do you truly want to see yourself in a disagreement with the neighbor? Or do you truly want to see a consistency of kindness, a consistency of goodwill towards each other. And so you're responsible for your part in that because maybe one day you're going to be the person that doesn't say hi. And it would feel terrible for you to have this person with so much animosity toward you because you, you simply didn't see them and and, yeah, exactly. And so let's really keep these things, um, in mind during this full moon, as we're scattered all over the place with thoughts, when we're really starting to toy toy with these deep, dark emotions that we have, because again, you are walking Mm -hmm. through duality in this Gemini full moon, and you're going to have the dark thoughts are going to come up. That is part of it. It's going to feel very polarizing. And you just, it's your responsibility to say, Oh, I see you thought I recognize you, but I'm not using that thought pattern anymore. I found this new thought pattern and this new thought pattern says that's not out of my control. And I'm not going to take it personally, what another person's going through because I've learned detachment and discernment. And I'm going to now walk forward and say, eh, bad days happen tomorrow. I'm going to make sure I say hi again, you know, kill them with kindness. It's a whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, compassion, you know, it's about going into the heart center, isn't it? And considering all the options and not taking that into your immediate environment because anything can trigger you and wind you up. And then you, and I've seen this a lot, in particular years ago before more people were aware of how much we transfer and project our internal difficulties into our environment. And there used to be a classic one, you know, mum or dad, whoever parent arrives home, you know, and they've uh, found something out or heard something and, and or something's not gone right and they're ruminating over that thought, it affects their feeling, they come back in a bad mood, the kids play up and the whole of the you use the analogy of the deck of cards just sort of falling away sometimes when really, you know, it's okay. I've been, I'm aware of this. It, it's affected me and a bit discombobulated and maybe I need to go in and just put my feet up for 10 minutes or have some time out and really think about that. And then either put that down in a journal or choose to visit it later because you don't have to ignore things, but once you get into that state, it's not the best state. It's not conducive to productive communication correct? and a communication that respects and values the other person that you're with. And right. going back to the conversations we've had about the fool and the magician, you know, mm-hmm. in the, in the Arcana decks is it's about having the purest intention possible. Right. So I want the people that I'm around to feel respected and valued and equal in this relationship. Therefore, what can I do to do that? So just going blur 
you know, or if it's actually a reading, I need to talk about this. This has bothered me. I don't know why. And taking ownership of it. And taking accountability. It. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's just it. You know, we are really, you know, nobody is perfect. We're all here to grow as a human being. And this is an ever evolving thing. And we don't, you know, we know the lesson we don't speak out of anger. We, we don't, mm. you know, if our thoughts are filled with degrading or negative or anything that can promote something that's not what your heart says, this is the time that we step away. I need a minute. I'm, I, you know, if your kid's acting out and you have all of these thoughts going on and then your, your, your significant other walks through the door or you, you or they're having a bad day, it's not the time to sit down and have that deep discussion. Mm. You know, today, maybe we scheduled it for today, but maybe today is just not it. And because my heart is telling me that I'm not going to be coming from love. I'm not going to be coming from the place that I know I should be. So until I can get my thoughts into a, a a, a form that is productive, then I am not going to approach the subject. And it is okay for us to need to get things out. I am as an air sign, I vent, I need to be able to vent out what's going in my head, or it feels like I'm going to explode. But I also know that through, through maturity, it, and it takes time um, to say, maybe I shouldn't just blurt this out to somebody. Maybe I need to ask it because if it's something that's really heavy, maybe I don't need to, uh, I need to ask if they have the space for it, if they have the energy to receive what I'm, cause I know that I can throw out a lot of energy. And so maybe it's the time that I either journal, if I don't have anybody available, mm -hmm. get it out that way. Um, I, you know, call your trusted companion that is always there watch out who you call. We have our hype person. I know not to call my hype person if I really need to have something explained to me from another perspective. Right. So I don't call my hype person. I call the person that's probably going to annoy the shit out of me because they're going to be so practical in their, what they're saying that I'm going to be like, well, what about all of my, you know, dramatic feelings I have, you know? So you know, it's just knowing the they are dramatic at the time. You can Absolutely. Feel you can feel yeah. The energy can be very potent and yes. sometimes, you know, the, the difference between say depression and low mood and anger is anger can make you feel alive. Dramas and anger can make you feel alive and switched on and in, in the space and present and strong. Yes. Whereas depression can make you feel flat, lifeless, unmotivated. Yeah. And so sometimes remaining in that space has its purpose Absolutely. However, you, if you've got skills that need to be brushed up a little bit, it can also be devastating because it can right. knock over everything, every vehicle, every person around you because the yeah. energy can be really strong. It and can. then you've got to clean up the mess. And if you've ever done that, you know that the mess afterwards is everybody's upset and you don't really want to function like that in your life. However, yeah. like you say, we're always saying we're human, we're on a path and different things will either knock us hard or knock us a little bit and it's how do we it's a bit like when you go to the gym um you go and work out and you flex your muscles and you put all that energy and effort into that but it's it's about how your body recovers it's about the resilience that you already have and the more that you apply the techniques from a positive intention and hold that in mind as much as you can because when you're triggered, you're going into the into the base brain, you're going into the amygdala, the stress chemicals are firing off, you're pumping up. That will fuel all the uh, all the communication. And 
that's got to be allowed to settle because when you ring the amygdala, you're fighting or you're flying or you're getting out of the way. Once that settles, you can go back into the cognitive brain. You can start to review and reflect. So if things are coming up intensely, notice them, journal them, write them down, talk to trusted people, but don't get caught in it and don't right. see it as a, a something to thrive off. See it as something that is providing a vehicle for you to uh, illuminate your throat chakra and, and communicate that in that direction that you want to move it into. Absolutely. And Jim and I being that of an air sign, you know, it's going to be in this full moon, you're going to want to ground yourself as often as possible. You're going to want to put things onto paper, do the breath work, tap into the heart space by deep breathing. You're going to want, it is cold in a lot of areas. So going out barefoot is not going to be conducive to, you're going to feel, I mean, it's going to put a shock on you and that might take you out of whatever that feeling is. But for most of us, nobody wants to go out in that level of cold. So there's other ways to ground. You can meditate, you can put on uh, a frequency for, for grounding. There's all of these different things that we have available to us. And so it is as, um, this is a really great time to take on that responsibility for ourselves because we've been practicing and now, okay, I'm going to be responsible for this. And in that responsibility, I know I'm responsible for grounding. How am I going to do this? How am I going to tap back into myself as opposed to the being in, involved so deeply with the feelings that I'm having or these dark thoughts that are penetrating and it's time to, you know, really step up and say, Hey, I am responsible for these things. And although I have a right to feel what I'm feeling, I don't have to display that to the other person. And that just leads me into, you know, kind of when we're setting, we don't really set a whole lot of intentions on the full moon because it's the culmination. But if you want to do something on the full moon, um, you know, we typically will work with water or fire. And so this one, I'm going to kind of tell you guys when you're doing your invocation, when you're calling in spirit, when you're really wanting to be illuminated and take your proper steps forward, this is going to be something that we burn. So you're going to um, take uh, a moment. We're at the end of the year. And so the end of the year is all about gratitude, right? So we're going to take the time to be grateful. We're going to take the time to thank you know, our guides, our guardians, our angels, our ancestors, we're going to take the time to thank those who in our life, we're going to have to take the time to thank ourselves and be grateful to the things that we've done this year, because we are deserving of knowing that that pat on the back means something you put on the gold star, you've earned it, you know, and, and, and then write that stuff down and put it in on a cross, you know, on a fire and just let that burn into the etheric, realms that we have. And, and the more gratitude you put out, the more gratitude is going to come back to you. And we're going to have ups and downs and we're going to have scattered moments. And we're going to have these times where we feel ungrounded and that's part of life. Not everything can be um, at the top end, always, we can't be at our best at all times, or it wouldn't be our best now, would it? So what we're doing is just learning to take and flow with the ups and downs with the polarities that we're going to walk through through the duality that is the Gemini full moon and recognize that there's nothing innately wrong 
with what we're thinking or what we're feeling. We're going to accept it. And then we're going to take responsibility for it and decide if this is the feeling we want to have anymore and step forward into the direction that brings you satisfaction as opposed to living in shame or worry and, and really taking this on. And so when we do this gratitude, we're going to be able to really take note of all the good we've done this year. Because even if you've had a crap year, and a lot of people have, even if it's been just the crappiest year, you're still breathing. You're still here. You still have opportunity to make whatever change you want to make. And this is the perfect time to take into account the things that we need to be grateful for, the things that we need to be happy that is happening, the wisdom that we've accrued over the years, over the experiences that we wouldn't have known or been a part if we hadn't been a part of it. Yeah. And also review, because we're talking about some of the negative experiences that people have, but also to sit back then and review where have you moved forward in the things that were difficult, that you, where you struggled to communicate, where you struggled to handle what was arising for you where have you moved on from that and what were the results of that and where did the relationships improve where did things improve in work or um did you feel more buoyant on those days to so celebrate the moments or the good times or the good days or the good weeks and capture that because it's as you say it's the yin and yang so it's about the balance between noticing and reviewing where you need to deploy some thinking and some reflection and some bringing that up to look at that. What's that gift that's come here to talk to me? What do I do about that? And then where have you harnessed that information, utilize that and capture that, capture all of that down a bit like a timeline. If you look back December, right back November and October and September and August and July and go right back to the beginning and see the steps that you've taken that have got you to this point in your journey and how much more and how much more effortless it can be because you started to apply what felt difficult and troublesome at first. Right. And how much uh, responses and rewards you've got from people around you, whether that is small gifts or, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah. And if you are sitting inside of anxiety or a deeper depression, and it's really hard for you even to reach for the neutral thoughts, that is okay. Because your gratitude comes in, you're still here. And you should be so proud of yourself for making it to this point. And no matter what, there's going to be ups and downs and the deeper depression, it still will almost boomerang into a higher level. And in those moments, you can find a little more neutrality. You can find gratitude. And so really scour the thoughts, scour the timeline for the times that you did boomerang back into a higher frequency to the times that you could have made a decision that would have done some really negative impact and you chose differently because depression is very real and it's very heavy. And in, in the, in the month of December, it's going to feel very alive for you, but you're still here and you are still breathing. And that is something to be grateful for. And that is something to pat yourself on the back about. And that's. So when we are in these deeper places, just recognize that there is still places to be grateful in and if you can't find yourself to be proud of the hard work you do know that 
I know what it's like to be in that place. Mel knows what it's like to be in that place. And we are so proud of you for holding on and doing what you need to do to get mm. through every day. And there, yes. the sun will rise again. And you are yes. so deserving of doing whatever it is you need to do in this moment of survival to get yourself into thrive. And that in itself is something to be grateful for. And that's really all I have to say about this full moon. I, I truly hope it is as impactful for you as I know it is going to be for me. And I, we are so deserving of living our best lives. So here's to the end of the year full moon and here's to the beginnings of next year. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Danielle. I look forward to the next one. Absolutely. Bye Mel. Bye. Thanks. Thank you.